الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاه والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الا بذكر الله تطمئن القلوب وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم الا ان في الجسد لمضغه اذا صلحت صلح الجسد كله واذا فسدت فسد الجسد كله الا وهي القلب او كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم most respected ulama ikram brothers and elders yesterday we briefly discussed our object and purpose for having come to the masjid and secluded ourselves in i'tikaf the goal that we have in front of us what we are trying to acquire what we are trying to achieve the connection and taalluq with allah tbaraka wa taala the quality of ihsan so this is our goal this is our aspiration this is what we are hoping for this is we are working towards but just as we discussed yesterday that we have to fulfill the process we have to undertake the process so the very important aspect just to recap yesterday's discussion that in order to get to this goal just as we have physically confined ourselves to the masjid we have to now even seclude our heart away from the outside world and keep it focused and to the extent we will do that to that extent we will inshallah find that we are able to achieve what we have come for so together with having secluded ourselves physically we have to seclude our heart and for this the two words that are used is sukut and sukun sukut as we discussed all kinds of vain talk unnecessary discussions especially just idle talk after programs are over etc to be sitting in groups and discussing idle things this creates a major obstacle in acquiring what we have come for so we have come for something very very great this is something which is not that can be bought in some of some supermarket shelf can be ordered by mail order somewhere this is something we have to make an effort for and as we discussed our kabir what kind of effort they made and how they dedicated themselves how they applied themselves and then allah taala blessed them accordingly so we have given this 10 days 9 days 10 days for this object for this purpose let us try and dedicate it in the way completely as we are required to and especially the distraction that come in the way in particular the distraction of the cell phone we try and keep that shut completely out of necessity we need to use it we'll put it on for that moment use it and shut it off unfortunately this too has become over time like a kind of addiction one person one day he was just giving his own story he was saying if i leave home without my cell phone sees now he's giving it in his way there's a little bit of a light hearted way he says i feel as if i left home without wearing my pants 
In other words, this has become so part of my life. We can't imagine that happening, obviously. So like that, this has become so part of his life. But that is fine that if a person now just keeps it for the sake of need. But when a person has to keep using it, keep looking at it, keep referring to it, and if he didn't look at it and 10 minutes have passed, he's feeling uneasy, what happened now? So it's, that is something also which we need to break away from these situations where these things start enslaving us. They start dictating our lives. They start controlling how we conduct ourselves, what we are doing, how we are, whether then the person is in the masjid, whether he is in some social gathering, wherever, but that he all the time needs to know what's happening. So now what's happening as a result, what is really happening is that we are disconnecting ourselves from Allah Ta'ala. In connecting ourselves constantly with makhluk. And in the masjid, in the house of Allah Ta'ala, if we keep these lines open with makhluk, then how are we going to be connecting ourselves to Allah Ta'ala? So these are the few things just to bear in mind from yesterday's what we have discussed, just as a refresher. And inshallah, this is something we will keep refreshing so that this lesson stays with me also and stays with all of us. In the Qur'an Sharif, in many ayat of the Qur'an Sharif, Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala gives us the various different descriptions of the heart. And how we sometimes talk, this is the heart of the matter, real issue. Likewise, the heart is really the heart of the matter. And in the Qur'an Sharif, in various ayat, Allah Ta'ala gives the various different descriptions of the heart. The positive descriptions, the various negative descriptions of the heart. Physically also, there's a heart, which is sometimes, there's a positive description. Person goes to the cardiologist, he had some, maybe feeling something is not right, so he checks him up, and then he says, no, well, your heart is very good, very healthy. So that's the physical heart. And sometimes a person goes, he says, four arteries are blocked. You are in a major problem. You are a ticking time bomb. All these kind of things they tell him. So sometimes it's a very positive outcome. Sometimes the opposite. So likewise, the physical heart, there is a spiritual heart. Apart from the spiritual, physical heart, there is a spiritual heart. And the spiritual heart has the same position in the spiritual self like the physical heart in the physical body. Take the heart out and it's gone. Person is over. That heart stops ticking, it's dead. The person is dead. If the spiritual heart is dead, then everything is gone. So the heart and the various descriptions of this heart Allah has given in the Quran Sharif, so that we would take notes and make our heart positive. Somewhere in the Quran Sharif, Allah Ta'ala describes the negative heart. That, Before that, in fact, one ayat, Allah Ta'ala says, That their hearts have become rusted due to their a'mal due to what they are doing, due to the actions. 
So the type of actions a person does, sinful actions, evil actions, this is not something that just came and went. Something that just fizzled out in the air. It's all impacting on the heart. So now initially it starts off getting rusted. What is this rust? In the hadith, Nabi Islam says, when a person commits a sin, then a dark spot appears on his heart. If he makes sincere toba, it gets washed off. And if he continues, doesn't make toba, second sin, third sin, so each time he commits a sin, another dark spot appears on the heart. And in time, the heart starts getting engulfed in this darkness. So now when it starts getting engulfed in this darkness, so then it becomes the situation, Allah Ta'ala says, then your hearts became hardened. How hard? Kalhijara, like stone. Allah Ta'ala says, what stone? Bal, even more harder than stone. وَإِنَّ مِنَ الْحِجَارَةِ لَمَا يَتَفَجَّرُ مِنْهُ الْأَنْهَارِ Where a stone, sometimes there are rocks, there are stone from which entire rivers flow out. And sometimes a rock bursts open, there's water inside it. In other words, despite its hardness, there's still the source of life. Water is the source of life. So in that hardness also there's still water. وَإِنَّ مِنْهَا لَمَا يَهْبِطُ مِنْ خَشْيَةِ اللَّهِ Allah Ta'ala says there are some stones that come falling down, not for any other reason, out of the fear of Allah Ta'ala. That it has that amount of perception. Everything has perception. وَإِمْ مِنْ شَيْءٍ إِلَّا يُسَبِّحُ بِحَمْدِهِ وَلَكِنْ لَا تَفْقَهُونَ تَسْبِيحَهُمْ Allah Ta'ala says there is nothing that is not engaged in the tasbih and the glorification of Allah Ta'ala. Everything is engaged. It's just that you do not perceive it. To us things look like it's dead, looks like lifeless. But everything is engaged in the tasbih of Allah Ta'ala. So the perception in some stones is of that level that out of the fear of Allah Ta'ala, it comes tumbling down from which height it is. But the message is being given that, oh insan, what has happened to your heart? That even that rock has some source of life in it. Even that rock is tumbling down with the fear of Allah Ta'ala. O insan, summa qasad qulubukum min ba'di dhalik, fahiyakal hijarati aw ashaddu qaswa. What happened to you? Your heart became harder than stone. And then, if a person made effort on that heart at that time, he still can save it. But if that sin continues, there's no toba, there's total disregard, then that darkness keeps building layer upon layer. To the extent then that كَذَلِكَ يَطْبَعُ اللَّهُ عَلَىٰ كُلِّ قَلْبِ مُتَكَبِّرٍ جَبَّارٍ Then that heart gets sealed. Like in the Nada ayat, Allah Ta'ala says, خَتَمَ اللَّهُ عَلَىٰ قُلُوبِهِمْ Allah Ta'ala sealed their hearts. Allah Ta'ala sealed it how? Not that Allah Ta'ala just pushed somebody into some situation and sealed his heart. This was his continuous sinning that brought about this layers upon layers of darkness that eventually sealed the whole heart out. The heart got sealed in the sense, now nothing affects it. 
any amount of nasihat and advice is like water just flowing off a stone. Even that stone sometimes absorbs something. This heart, everything just bounces off. This is the result of the heart having been sealed with the layers upon layers of darknesses of sin. So what is the message in all this? That when Allah Ta'ala has created some consciousness in a person, there is some level of awareness that where I should be going to, what my direction is. This life is very short. I have to be heading somewhere else. I cannot expect to reach my destination safely with the sick heart. That in their hearts is an illness, is a sickness. So with the sick heart, like with the sick physical heart, the person can't do things. He wants to do many things, but he has to lay down and out. So likewise with the sick spiritual heart, we can't reach our destination that we want to get to safely. Our destination is Jannat. We want to get there without any detours. So for that we have to have this heart which Allah Ta'ala speaks about in another ayat of the Qur'an Sharif. That يَوْمَ لَا يَنْفَعُ مَالُ وَلَا بَنُونَ إِلَّا مَنْ أَتَ اللَّهَ بِقَلْبٍ سَلِيمٍ That that day when nobody will, neither his wealth or his offspring will be, benefit him in any way. Nobody will be able to achieve any good out of anything. The only good that will be beneficial to him, إِلَّا مَنْ أَتَ اللَّهَ بِقَلْبٍ سَلِيمٍ Except the person who has come with a pure heart. But we can't make their heart pure there. The time is now. When a person feels little bit uncomfortable physically. And if that continues, he took some basic medication, still things are not seeming to be feeling very good. So he doesn't leave it lying. Now he goes to the doctor. The doctor gave him some medication, that too after a few days didn't seem to sort the matter out. So now he wants a specialist appointment. And then after the specialist appointment, the specialist puts him through a whole rigmarole of tests and scans and whatever else, and it costs him a fortune. But he says, well, he doesn't even have the money, he's sometimes borrowing. But I got to sort my physical health out. Something is not right. So for the physical health, and indeed, one's physical health is also amanat. This too is an amanat from Allah Ta'ala. We got to look after this amanat. So all the limbs and organs we have is amanat. To deliberately cause harm to ourselves is khianat. This is going against this amanat. But just as we have this concern generally, that our physical health must be in order, everything must be fine, more important than that is our spiritual heart and our spiritual health. But unfortunately, to start off with, we don't even take the time to check whether the symptoms are there. If the symptoms are clear cut, then too we don't take the time, don't take the effort to treat the symptoms. And just treating the symptoms is not enough. What is the root issue? In the heart, there are numerous ailments. And these ailments are cancers. For example, pride. Now, What a major cancer this pride is. Such a major cancer that in the Hadith Sharif, Nabi Islam says, that person who has pride to the extent of a mustard seed, لا يدخل الجنة, he cannot enter Jannat.
can we imagine there are numerous sins, very major sins, very severe sins. It's not in any way meant to play down the gravity of the sin. But if we look at the external sins, the tone in which some of them have been discussed in the Hadith Sharif. One occasion, Nabi Wasallam is riding on a conveyance. Hazrat Waaz bin Jabal radiallahu is with him. And Nabi Wasallam says, Man qala la ilaha illallah dakhala al-jannah. The person who recites la ilaha illallah, he'll enter jannah. Someday, he will certainly, he goes with iman, he'll get to jannah. Hazrat Waaz radiallahu inquires, wa in zana wa in saraqa. Nabi of Allah, even if he committed zina and theft, then he'll go to jannah. Now the meaning of the hadith wasn't that this is okay to commit. It means that he will eventually go to Jannat. Sooner or later. He went with the Iman, he'll go to Jannat. So Ma'azid Allah thought that come what may, whatever condition is, he'll go straight to Jannat. So therefore he asked out of this confusion. Nabi Islam replied, Wa in zana wa in saraqa. Whatever he's done, he'll go to Jannat. Meaning sooner or later. But he missed the point. He asked a second time. Hazrat Abu Zarr radiallahu ta'ala in one hadith also asked the same question. Hazrat Mu'az asked the same question once. So Nabi Islam is saying to Hazrat Abu Zarr as well, yes, indeed. Wa in zana wa in saraqa. He missed the point again. He asked for the third time. After the third time in the hadith of Abu Zarr radiallahu ta'ala, he says, wa in zana wa in saraq ala raghmi anfi abi dhar. Whether Abu Zarr likes it or not, he'll go to Jannah. Whether your nose gets rubbed in the dust, he'll still go to Jannat. But this is the tone. But to understand it clearly, in not one moment we should think that the gravity of these sins are being played down. The gravity of it is itself understood from the punishments that Allah has mentioned in the Quran Sharif. That a person who is married and commits such a heinous crime like zina, then just to behead him also is not good enough. It's a too light a punishment for dunya. Just to behead him is a too light a punishment in dunya. Such a person will be stoned to death, one one stone at a time, so that his life will throb out slowly. And he will suffer the consequences of his action. And an entire group of believers must witness it also. So that it becomes a lesson for all of mankind. So it's not a minor thing, it's a very major thing. But this is the tone in which this particular hadith discusses it. And come to the internal sins, these are external sins, and everybody regards it as a serious thing, alhamdulillah. It has to be regarded as serious. But come to the sins of the heart, and look at the tone, how it changes. That, لَا يَدْخُلُ الْجَنَّةِ مَنْ كَانَ فِي قَلْبِهِ بِثْقَالُ حَبَّةٍ مِّنْ خَرْدَلٍ مِّنْ كِبْرٍ that person won't enter Jannat who has pride to the extent of a mustard seed. Again the same meaning, that he won't enter Jannat directly. He went to the Imam, he'll get there sooner or later. But not directly, he'll have to get cleaned out first. He'll have to go through the cleaning process like the gold when it is now being purified, it's put through that furnace. <laughs> and then the pure gold comes out and all the dirt gets left behind. So the furnace of Jahannam, that Iman is gold, but he contaminated it. So he'll have to go through the furnace of Jahannam. So he'll still get to Jannat inshallah. But the tone, لا يدخل الجنة, he won't enter Jannat. 
Now this highlights what the severity of the inner crimes are. Now just as we regard zina and theft and all these things as major sins, which are very major sins, even worse than that is the pride within us. Even worse than that is the anger within us. And that anger stems out of this pride. That a person in that fit of anger, he says, I just lost it. And I just said what I said, but I didn't mean it. But I just went off the rails. But where that anger came from, what is the source of that anger? This uncontrolled and unchecked anger. Then can be anybody in front of him, his own parents, his wife, his children, some stranger or somebody who's close and dear to him. Then now he's worried about the consequences after the deed has been done. But where did that come from? Where it stemmed from? It stemmed from this pride. But the issue is that the symptoms are clear. The person is conducting himself in this anger. He's blurting things out. He's using all kinds of languages against anybody and everybody. So the symptoms are clear cut. It's like a person now, his heart is failing. He can't even walk. His, all the water is building up in his chest. He can't breathe. And he says, I don't think I got any heart problem. Even a person who's not a doctor is telling him, your heart is fading. But he's refusing to accept it. So then, what is going to be the end result? So just as we take our physical health seriously, when all the symptoms are there for what is going on, sometimes the symptoms are very, very subtle. But other times it's clear cut. We know what's going on. Why are my eyes not working in the right direction? The person is putting the indicators on in his car, he's putting the indicators in the right direction, the left indicator is flashing. So something is wrong, something is a problem, he can't carry on like that. He's supposed to be looking in the one direction, looking at his wife, his eyes are going in some other direction. What is the problem? Now he knows the symptom is there, but is he taking any note of it, that I need to rectify this, I need to, there's a problem with my spiritual heart. Why is this hasad and this jealousy burning in me? I am supposed to have a heart filled with the welfare of every Muslim. Because Nabi Islam has said that La yu'minu ahadukum. Again, look at the tone. Look at the tone again. On the one side is that, as we explained, not to get the wrong understanding, that this is not in any way reducing the gravity of the sins. But when it came to that aspects of the external sins, Nabi Islam is saying he'll go to Jannat. Wa in zana wa in saraka. Yes, even if he committed all that, whatever he did, he'll go to Jannat. That's the tone there. And here it comes to hasad. hasad. So now this heart which is supposed to be filled with the welfare of everybody. Nabi Islam says, La yu'minu ahadukum. None of you is a believer. Look at the severity of the tone. It's like as if the person's iman itself is being negated. Don't call yourself a mu'min. لَا يُؤْمِنُ أَحَدُكُمْ حَتَّى يُحِبَّ لِأَخِيهِ مَا يُحِبُّ لِنَفْسِهِ Until he loves for his fellow Muslim brother what he loves for himself. He doesn't have this in his heart. Can be anybody. Till then, his iman is not correct. His iman is highly deficient. But the tone is used so severely that لَا يُؤْمِن He's got no iman. That's a literal translation. But the muhaddisin will explain to us, and the fuqaha will explain, that it's not the literal meaning that is meant here because of the various different texts of the Qur'an Sharif and the ahadith. What is being expressed is that the nafi of kamal, 
that his iman is nowhere near perfect. It's far away from perfection. Major deficiency in the iman. That his heart should be filled with the welfare of every mu'min. What does this mean that anything I have, I must give it away to somebody else? Because if I don't love it for him, then my iman is deficient? No. Otherwise we can't function in dunya. But if I were in his shoes, what I would have wished for myself? Somebody is now, for example, starting off a business. So now if I were in his shoes, what I would have wished? I was starting off the business. And I'll wish that now it, everything kicks off very easily, very well. And all the, whatever things need to be sorted out and set up, all that happens with ease. Then it takes off well and it becomes prosperous and profitable and there's no losses. So all these things I'll wish for myself. So now when my brother is doing something of the same nature, if I'm not wishing the same for him, then I have to check my iman. Then there's a problem with my spiritual heart. And just as I wish and I love for myself that I should be respected, I should, be, I should not be humiliated, I should not be given any kind of pain and difficulty, I should not be harmed in any way, and I should, if I make a mistake, I should be corrected, not that I should be run down. So I like all these things for myself. If I don't like the same for my fellow Muslim, something is wrong with my iman. Something is wrong with this spiritual heart. So now this hasad stems out of this. When this welfare for every Muslim is missing, so now this hasad creeps in, which is a major cancer. Al-hasadu ya'kulul hasanat kama ta'kulul narul hatab. This hasad and jealousy, it consumes a person's good deeds like fire burns up wood. Dry wood, set a match to it, in a few minutes it's over, there's only ash, nothing left. So likewise a person destroys all his amal, all his good deeds. With what? With hasad. Now where this hasad crept in from? That this heart was diseased. Fi qulubihim marad. There was this disease in the heart. So now this anger, this pride, this arrogance, this hasad, this malice, and the love of dunya, having the dunya is not a problem. Owning the dunya, having it in one's hand, having it in one's pocket, having it in one's accounts, that is not a problem. But when the dunya comes in the heart, when a person dreams dunya all the time, so that is the actual thing, that that is why we have to change the heart. That the heart has to change. When the heart will change, everything will change. When the heart will change, a person's objectives in life will change. His objectives of conducting his business will change. When a person's heart changes, how he looks will change. The way he looks at something will change. When the heart hasn't changed for the better, he will look at somebody else's ni'mat and this will develop hasad in him. He'll be wishing the downfall of the next person. And when the heart has changed for the better, he look at somebody's na'mat and make dua for him. Allah Ta'ala give him more barakat. The way he looks will change. When the heart hasn't changed for the better, he will look at something somebody else has. Alhamdulillah, he won't have any hasad. But he'll start desiring the dunya for himself also. That now what I got is not good enough. 
I must have this also. And when that heart has changed for the better, then somebody else has got something very good, Alhamdulillah, Mubarak to him. Allah Ta'ala give him even more barakat. But for me, Allahumma la aisha illa aishul akhirah. Allah, the real life is a life of the akhirat. Whatever you've given me is more than what I deserve also. He's not looking around at everything passing by and everything that his eyes fall on. And because that greed never finishes off. This greed is also a cancer of the heart. That everything my eyes fall on, I must have. If I can't have it, I've got to keep desiring it and wishing for it. Now when his heart changes, the way he looks at things will change. When his heart changes, his listening will change. When his heart changes, his speaking will change. Then he'll speak for the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala. Then he'll speak that which will bring happiness to the heart of people. Because after the faraiz, among the greatest ibadats is idkhalus sururi fi qalbil mu'min. To bring happiness to the heart of a believer. And those who deserve it most are those who are closest to us. Within the four walls of our home. So now when his heart has changed, then that will change. How he speaks will change. When his heart changes, then his preferences, his likes and dislikes will change. So the whole issue is the heart. And when this heart will change, then Allah Ta'ala will grant a fraction of Jannat in this very world. Jannat in reality can't come in this world, but a little sample of it, minute fraction of a fraction. And that is, Allah bi When these hearts have changed for the better, when the obedience of Allah Ta'ala has come, the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala has come, the consciousness of Allah Ta'ala has come, then dunya is dunya, the challenges of dunya, that stays with everybody, but in the middle of all those challenges also, in the middle of everything, his heart will still be at total peace with Allah Ta'ala. Allah bi-zikrillahi tatma'innul qulub that itminanul of the qalb that can come from nowhere else. Everybody is looking for the same thing. They all are looking, everyone is looking for itminan. Everyone is looking for that peace, for that happiness. And sometimes in totally opposite ways. One person sometimes is offered a post, like some honorary post, you become a judge for example. Now somebody was told, honorary post, you become a judge. He hears it, he holds his head, please take this away somewhere else. I can't be sitting with all this day and night and worrying about how to pass the judgment on people's issues. They say, no, we'll pay you for this, Jazakallah, please take it somewhere else. And somebody else is asking for people to please intercede on his behalf and give him references. He wants that post of the judge. One person is begging for it and the other person is begging, please take it away. The common factor both are looking for is something that they are aspiring for is peace. He is thinking I'll get peace out of not having it. And he's thinking I'll get peace out of getting it. Because if I get this job, then I'll have so much, I'll earn so much. And with that money, I'll be able to do this and that and the other. And then I'll get peace. Whereas the cycle just carries on. If there's no obedience of Allah Ta'ala in our lives, then peace can never come with anything else. Asbabe rahat orhe, rahat orhe. The means of comfort and peace is something else. Peace and comfort in reality is something else. 
This comes from the obedience of Allah Ta'ala. Allah bi zikrillahi tatma'innul qulub. So the whole issue is the rectification of this heart. From this summa qasad qulubukum. From this hard heart. And this kallabal rana ala qulubihim. This heart which is rusted up. And then sometimes there is that crooked heart. Allah Ta'ala speaks in the Quran Sharif about the crooked heart also. That fi qulubihim zayghun. فَيَتَّبِعُونَ مَا تَشَابَهَ مِنْ هُبْتِغَاءَ الْفِتْنَةِ وَبْتِغَاءَ تَأْوِينِ أَمَّا الَّذِينَ فِي قُلُوبِهِمْ زَيْغٌ Allah Ta'ala says there are some people in their hearts is this crookedness. So one is the heart is diseased, etc. That person falls into external sins. And then when there's a crookedness in the heart, the person falls into deviation. The crookedness in the heart takes a person to deviation. Allah Ta'ala speaks about one example of the deviation. That now because of the crookedness in the heart, the person is now getting himself engrossed and engaged in the mutashabihat of the Qur'an Sharif. Those ayat of the Qur'an Sharif, which Allah Ta'ala exclusively knows the meaning of. Like in this ayat, Allah Ta'ala says, that وَأَمَّا الَّذِينَ فِي قُلُوبِهِمْ زَيْغٌ فَيَتَّبِعُونَ مَا تَشَابَهَ مِنْهُ ابْتِغَاءَ الْفِتْنَةِ وَابْتِغَاءَ تَأْوِيلِهُ مَا يَعْلَمُ تَأْوِيلَهُ إِلَّا اللَّهِ Only Allah Ta'ala knows its true meaning. But now they start engaging others also. They start asking questions which the whole history of, from the time of the Sahaba Ikram till now nobody asked that question. And they make that the basis of a person's iman. Or somebody will come and ask, فَأَيْنَ اللَّهِ You must answer the question, where is Allah? And if a person doesn't answer in a particular way, then he says, doesn't say if it's sama, then his iman is not there. Now this is something pertaining to the mutashabihat. Allah Ta'ala Himself in the Quran Sharif says, وَهُوَ مَعَكُمْ أَيْنَ مَا كُنْتُمْ وَهُوَ مَعَكُمْ أَيْنَ مَا كُنْتُمْ Allah Ta'ala is with you wherever you are. But now to fall into all this, this too is mutashabih and that is mutashabih. We accept it as Allah Ta'ala has said it. We don't get into the details of it. Because Allah Ta'ala has expelled it out to us. That those who fall behind this, ibtigha al-fitna. The only objective is fitna. Create mischief, deviate people. Nothing else. Ibtigha ta'wili, wa ma ya'lamu ta'wilahu illa Allah. Only Allah Ta'ala knows the ta'wil and the meaning of it. وَالرَّاسِخُونَ فِي الْعِلْمِ يَقُولُونَ آمَنَّا بِهِ And those who have this firm knowledge, they realize this is a boundary. They merely say, Amun Nabi. We bring full iman in it. Then we leave it to Allah Ta'ala. But this is the effect of the crookedness in the heart. The effect of the disease in the heart takes a person to external sins. The effect of the crookedness in the heart leads to deviation. Now we have to come out of all these crookedness and this hard-heartedness and this rusted heart and fi qulubihim marad, this diseased heart and this effort has to be made to bring it to the heart, that heart which Allah Ta'ala speaks about, that, وَإِذَا تُلِيَتْ that, إِنَّمَا الْمُؤْمِنُونَ الَّذِينَ إِذَا ذُكِرَ اللَّهِ وَجِلَتْ قُلُوبُهُمْ The real believers, the true believers, when the mere mention of Allah is made, وَجِلَتْ قُلُوبُهُمْ Their hearts tremble. Their hearts have been purified. And now the mere mention of that heart, of Allah Ta'ala, makes that heart tremble. 
remembrance of Allah Ta'ala, the hearts get this itminan. Now they have received this itminan with the obedience of Allah Ta'ala. This requires an effort. Like that physical heart for its health, so much of costs are undertaken and time is spent and effort is made and the spiritual heart, will this just come right without any effort? This will just come right without us doing anything? That's not the case. Effort is required. The heart, the example of the heart is like an open field, like a piece of ground. Leave it, then you don't have to make any effort to make it a jungle. In a short time it will be a jungle. And then it will stop producing anything good. It will become barren. There will only be thorny trees. And after a short while there will be scorpions and snakes and all kinds of harmful creatures and insects which will only cause difficulty and harm to everyone. So leave this heart. Don't make any effort on it. In a short while it becomes a jungle. And then there is only all kinds of evil in the heart. Everybody around the person then keeps facing the, the consequences of this person's jungle. Whether it's his parents, whether it's his wife, whether it is his children, whether it is his clients, whether it is anybody else. Because there's some snake that is always biting somebody, there's some scorpion that is always coming out of his tongue, there's some other harmful way in which he is affecting everybody. But to make it a garden, then it requires effort. It requires that a person now, he plows that land, he fertilizes it, he irrigates it, he then tends to it, and keeps looking after it, taking out all the weeds, then it will bring the crop. And now that crop sometimes will be so good, it will become export quality. And it will benefit people throughout the world. You look at the life of a mashayikh, many of them have gone from this dunya years ago, some centuries ago. But the crop that they produced, then millions of people still take benefit from that crop even up to this day. But there was an effort made. So this effort is required. This is what we have come in the Mubarak month of Ramadan. We have come and secluded ourselves in the house of Allah Ta'ala. This effort requires that we make this little mujahada. We do what we are supposed to do. We stay away from the things we are supposed to stay away from. In particular, as we mentioned right at the beginning, those distractions that keep us away from this objective that we have come. And especially now, Alhamdulillah, we are in the masjid, those of us who are in Atikaf, we are now out from many, many other distractions out there. But one of the biggest distractions in the masjid and the house of Allah Ta'ala becomes the cell phone. Let us please switch that off completely, keep it away. We need to use it out of some need. We use it for that moment, make that urgent call that we have to make or find out something necessary or say something necessary and switch it off. And keep our heart focused towards what we've come for. Keep our hearts focused towards this goal. How can I make this qalbe salim? How can I make this heart pure? So that on the day of qiyamat, I'm not in that difficulty that those with the diseased hearts will find themselves in. But I will have the benefit of this pure heart. For this there are many many other issues inshallah. In the coming days we will discuss some of these things. Allah tabarak wa ta'ala give us a tawfiq of focusing on the spiritual heart. Realizing that this is what we have to make an effort on. And making this the objective that how we can purify this heart of ours. 
اللہ تبارک و تعالیٰ کی وسیع توفیق آخر دعوانا الحمدللہ سن And as a result of this, inshallah, he'll be blessed with this great honor on the day of Qiyamah. When saying La ilaha, you will imagine that all the ghayrullah, everything besides Allah Ta'ala, all the sin, all the evil, all the filth, all the haram in our hearts, all the illicit things, all the diseases of the heart, the anger, the lust, the evils, the pride, the malice, the jealousy, everything we've taken and thrown out, everything has been cast out like a whole lot of filth and dirt, like dirt, being thrown out of from somewhere. And then, illallah, there is this nur that is settling in the heart from above and is brightening the heart. This is the love of Allah Ta'ala. La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah Sallallahu tabaraka wa ta'ala alayhi wa ala alihi wa ashabihi وأصحابه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا يا ربي صل وسلم دائما أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم جزا الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله لا إله إلا الله 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 
محمد رسول الله صلى الله تبارك وتعالى عليه وسلم ہو جائے میرا دل ایک میدان ہو تو ہی تو ہو تو ہی تو ہو تو ہی تو غیر سے بالکل ہی اٹھ جائے نظر تو ہی تو آئے نظر دیکھو جدر اور میرے تن میں بجائے آب و گل درد دل ہو درد دل ہو درد دل نفسوں شیطان دونوں نے مل کر ہائی کیا ہے مجھ کو تباہ اے میرے مولا میری مدد کر چاہتا ہوں میں تیری پناہ مجھ سا خلق میں کوئی نہیں گو بد کردار نامہ سیاہ تو بھی مگر غفار ہے یا رب بخش دے میرے سارے گناہ اب تو رہے بس تادم آخر ورد زبائے میرے الہ لا الہ الا اللہ 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 محمد رسول اللہ صلی اللہ تبارک و تعالی علیہ وسلم اللہ اللہ جل جلاله عمن واله اللہ 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 اللہ
ربي اغفر وارحم 
واعفو وتكرم وتجاوز عما تعلم انك انت العز الاكرم لا اله الا الله الحليم الكريم سبحان الله رب العرش العظيم الحمد لله رب العالمين نسالك موجبات رحمتك وعزائم مغفرتك والغنيمه من كل بر والسلامه من كل اثم اللهم لا تدع لنا ذنبا الا غفرته ولا هما الا فرجته ولا حاجه هي لك رضا الا قضيتها ويسرتها يا ارحم الراحمين يا ارحم الراحمين يا ارحم الراحمين يا اكرم الاكرمين يا راحم المساكين يا ارحم الراحمين ربنا هب لنا من ازواجنا وذرياتنا قره اعين واجعلنا للمتقين اماما واجعلنا للمتقين اماما واجعلنا للمتقين اماما ربنا فاغفر لنا ذنوبنا وكفر عنا سيئاتنا وتوفنا مع الابرار ربنا واتنا ما وعدتنا على رسلك ولا تخزنا يوم القيامه ولا تخزنا يوم القيامه ولا تخزنا يوم القيامه انك لا تخلف الميعاد اللهم ثبتنا على الايمان وامتنا على الايمان واحشرنا يوم القيامه مع الايمان يا مقلب القلوب ثبت قلوبنا على دينك يا مصرف القلوب صرف قلوبنا على طاعتك اللهم ات نفوسنا تقواها اللهم ات نفوسنا تقواها اللهم ات نفوسنا تقواها وزكها انت خير من زكاها وزكها انت خير من زكاها وزكها انت خير من زكاها انت وليها ومولاها اللهم اهدنا لاحسن الاخلاق لا يهدي لاحسنها الا انت واصرف عنا سيئها لا يصرف عنا سيئها الا انت اله العالمين يا الله ومسفل الله مسكين اند غريشس الله اله العالمين يا الله يلا يا نعمت اب شاور داون ابون اس ايفري مومنت يا الله your innumerable bounties we are all the time using ya allah ya allah everything you gave us ya allah ya allah you gave us these hands ya allah ya allah you gave us these feet ya allah ya allah you gave us these eyes ya allah ya allah you gave us our ears ya allah ya allah you gave us our tongues ya allah ya allah you gave us our hearts ya allah ilahu alamin all these are your bounties ya allah ya allah the food you gave us we ate ya allah ya allah the water you granted us to drink ya allah ya allah we are breathing your air for free every moment ya allah ilahu alamin from head to toe we are covered in your nikmat ya Allah. and yet from head to toe we are covered in sin as well ya allah ilahu alamin how ungrateful we have been ya allah ilahu alamin forgive this great ingratitude of ours ya allah ya allah we are sincerely repenting today ya allah ilahu alamin forgive our sins ya allah ya allah forgive our ingratitude ya allah ya allah make us your grateful servants ya allah ya allah make us your grateful servants ya allah ya allah let us appreciate this nikmat of eyes you gave us ya allah let us use it for your pleasure only ya allah ya allah enable us to appreciate the gift of the tongue you gave us ya allah let us use it for your pleasure only ya allah ya allah enable us to appreciate the gift of the ears you gave us ya allah enable us to appreciate the gift of the hands and feet you gave us ya allah ya allah enable us to appreciate this heart you gave us ya allah ya allah let us use it only for your pleasure ya allah ilahu la ilaha illallah do everything for you alone ya allah ilahu la ilaha illallah every word and every deed be for your pleasure ya allah let every thought be for your pleasure ya allah ilahu la ilaha illallah make us your sincere 
servants, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, make us your obedient servants, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, save us from all the fitna and fasad, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, save us from all the fitna and fasad, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, don't leave us to ourselves for one blink of an eye, Ya Allah. Allahumma la takilna ila anfusina tarfata ayin. Allahumma la takilna ila anfusina tarfata ayin. Allahumma la takilna ila anfusina tarfata ayin. Ya Allah, don't leave us to ourselves for the blink of one eye also, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, if we are left to ourselves, we'll become destroyed, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, nafs and shaitan will make us a morsel, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, where we will go and destroy ourselves, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, without your protection, we can't get saved, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, every moment you look after us, Ya Allah. Every moment keep us in your protection, Ya Allah. Allahumma waqiyatan kawaqiyatil walid. Allahumma waqiyatan kawaqiyatil walid. Allahumma waqiyatan kawaqiyatil walid. Ya Allah, you protect us and look after us like the little baby is looked after, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, you guide us on sirat mustaqim Ya Allah. Keep us on sirat mustaqim Ya Allah. Take us on sirat mustaqim Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, keep us with Iman, Ya Allah. Allah, take us with Iman, Ya Allah. Allah, save us from every deviation, Ya Allah. Save us from all the fitna and fasad, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, save us from all the batil, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, make all the schemes of batil fail, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, make the schemes of batil turn against them, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, save us from all the deviations, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, you protect us and guide us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, protect our iman, Ya Allah. Protect our amal, Ya Allah. Protect our lives and wealth, Ya Allah. Protect our honor and respect, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, protect the iman and amal and life of every Muslim, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, remove the difficulties of the Ummah, Ya Allah. Allah, remove the difficulties of the Ummah, Ya Allah. Allah, the Ummah is being trampled, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, this is due to our sins, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we are acknowledging our weaknesses, Ya Allah. We are acknowledging our sins, Ya Allah. We are regretting what we have done, Ya Allah. We are making sincere toba today, Ya Allah. We are firmly resolving not to go back to these haram in the future, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, forgive us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, forgive us. Ya Allah, and Ya Allah forgive the entire Ummat of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ya Allah, shower down your maghfirat on the Ummat, Ya Allah. Shower down your rahmat on the Ummat, Ya Allah. Shower down your hidayat on the Ummat, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, guide us all to those amal that bring down your rahmat, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, save us from those amal that bring down your adab and wrath, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, remove the oppression from the Muslims, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, remove the oppression from the Muslims, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, hold back the hands of the oppressors, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, give them hidayat as well, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, if hidayat is not decreed for them, Ya Allah, wipe them out from the face of this earth, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, bring such a punishment that the entire world takes a lesson, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, remove them from the first safe surface of this earth, Ya Allah. Allahumma shatti shamlahum. Allahumma mazziq jamahum. Allahumma dammir diyarahum. Allahumma khalif bayna kalimatihim. Allahumma zalzil aqdamahum. Allahumma anzil bihim ba'saka alladhi la tarudduhu anil qawmil mujrimeen. Allahumma khudhum akhda azizim muqtadir. Allahumma khudhum akhda azizim muqtadir. Allahumma khudhum akhda azizim muqtadir. Allahumma ahlikum kama ahlakta aadaw wa thabood. Allahumma ahlikum kama ahlakta aadaw wa thabood. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, they are Muslim children among us, Ya Allah. They are all people with white beards among us, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, with the barakat of these people among us, Ya Allah, we are begging you to accept this dua of ours, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, make us yours, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you become ours, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, make our hearts qalbi salim, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, purify our hearts, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, purify our hearts, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, purify our hearts, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, remove all the diseases of the heart, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, remove the hardness of the heart, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, remove the rust from our hearts, Ya Allah. Grant us qalbi mutma'inna, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, grant us qalbi mutma'inna, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, grant us imani mutma'inna, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, purify our hearts of all the evil and dirt, Ya Allah. 
الله العالمين يا الله فلا وحات بدي الله يا الله الله فلا وحات بدي الله يا الله فلا وحات بدي الله برسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم يا الله يا بلاد رسول صلى الله عليه وسلم did so much for us يا الله how much of difficulties he underwent يا الله الله how much of hardships he had to bear يا الله الله he made his mubarak deen shaheed يا الله الله العالمين he saw his family members being persecuted يا الله الله العالمين he saw his sahaba being slaughtered يا الله الله العالمين how much of difficulties he underwent يا الله الله العالمين يا الله how we return all these favors ya allah ya allah we left his way ya allah we abandoned his sunnah ya allah we took the way of his enemies in place ya allah ilahul alamin what great service we have done to him ya allah what great pain we have given to his mubarak heart ya allah ilahul alamin ya allah you forgive us ya allah ya allah grant us the true love of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam grant us the love of his mubarak sunnah ya allah enable us to follow the sunnah way of life of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam grant us his beautiful and noble akhlaq ya allah ilahul alamin ya allah ya allah save us from that situation that on the day of qiyamah nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam is displeased to see us ya allah ilahul alamin save us from that terrible situation ya allah ilahul alamin let him be happy to see us on that day ya allah let him embrace us on that day Ya Allah, grant us the water of kawsar from His Mubarak hand on that day. Ya Allah, ilahul alamin. Ya Allah, enable us to follow His Sunnah. Ya Allah, so that on that day He'll be pleased with us. Ya Allah, ilahul alamin. Ya Allah, save us from all the haram. Ya Allah, ya Allah, save us from all the fitna and fasad. Ya Allah, ya Allah, save us from the sins of the eyes. Ya Allah, save us from the sins of the ears. Ya Allah, save us from the sins of the tongue. Ya Allah, save us from the sins of the heart. Ya Allah, ya Allah, purify our hearts. Ya Allah, ilahul alamin. Ya Allah, ya Allah, all those who are sick, give them shifa, kamila, ajila, mustamira, daima. Ya Allah. Remove all the difficulties and hardships, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin. Those who are in financial problems, remove their difficulties, ya Allah. Those who are in debts, ya Allah, make the easy payment of their debts possible, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, ya Allah. Those who are without jobs, give them good halal jobs, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin. Grant barakat in each one's risk, ya Allah. Allah give us, ya Allah, halal and tayyib risk, ya Allah. Full of risk with barakat, ya Allah. Save us from every drop and every grain of haram, ya Allah. Allah save us from every drop and every grain of haram, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, ya Allah. Allah all those who have passed away, fill their qabas with nur, ya. Allah, Allah, fill their covers with nur, Ya Allah. Make their complete maqfirat, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, raise their stages in the akhirat, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, at the time of our that take us with the kalima, La ilaha illallah, Muhammadur Rasulullah. Ya Allah, take us on iman and kamil, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, take us on tawbat and nasuh, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, take us at the time that you are pleased with us and we are pleased with you, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, save us from a bad death, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, save us from death in the condition of sin, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, save us from death in the condition that you are displeased with us, Ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, all the good that Rasulullah has begged for. Ya Allah, we also begging all that good, Ya Allah. Whatever Nabi Islam some sort refuge from, Ya Allah, you grant us protection as well, Ya Allah. Allahumma inna nasaluka min khairi ma sa'alaka minhu nabiyuka wa habibuka Sayyiduna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم انت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوه الا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد واله وصحبه اجمعين والحمد لله رب العالمين